Welcome to Cricket Only Better, episode 220. I'm Ed Hawkins. This is the Cricket World Cup betting hub, and this is the episode where we tell you who is in the final of that Cricket World Cup, Sam Collins. Yes, welcome to the uh, Cricket Podcast, which has been going almost as long as the Cricket World Cup itself. Uh, Edward Hawkins, Paul Krishnamurti, feeling both very smug as they called this semi-final lineup before a ball was bowled about 19 years ago. Paul Krishnamurti of Betty.betfair is here right now. Hello, Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Sam. Hello, hello. And Richard Mann is alive, alive, alive um, with his South Africa team tip still in the hunt as well. A 7-2 winner from him last week. Hello, Richard Mann. Hello, Sam. You've got to be in it to win it. You do, Richard Mann. Um, right. Straight to Hawkins to tell us what's on the show, if you couldn't guess already. Yes, it's team news, it's pitch reports, it's analysis, trades, insights, Players to follow and, importantly, players to avoid. Actually, we had a look at some win rates for players to give a big old swerve to. For India versus New Zealand on Wednesday and Australia versus South Africa on Thursday in the World Cup semi-finals. Thank you, Hawkins. Uh, Richard Mann and Paul Krishnamurti named their finalists too, so do not miss out on that one. Uh, best bets, of course, as well at the end of the show. Shall we start, though, maybe with a little old outright before a mini lowdown from Edward Hawkins? Yes, go on then. Why not? Uh, Betfair exchange prices, uh, India 2.0, Australia 4.5, South Africa 5.8, New Zealand 8.8, England safely tucked up in bed. Edward Hawkins, what does the data say? Oh Well, the data says that um, India, surprise, surprise, are the absolute outstanding team. They're giving up. Well, they're getting more than a run in their favour in terms of bowling economy. And they're the fastest scorers in the tournament with the bat. Uh, New Zealand are sort of next best um, uh, with um, batting rates, joint second with South Africa. Uh, Australia, quite interestingly, are sort of fourth and fifth um, rags bowling and batting respectively. So not quite up to the same numbers as South Africa and New Zealand. South Africa have actually held up pretty well, uh, but despite those wobb- wobbles, uh, equal second with bat and ball. So perhaps um, Australia might not be the great second favourites that the market makes them out to be, but we're going to delve into that as we go. I cannot wait. Uh, Paul Gershnamati, what is your tournament position looking like? Great. Um it's actually been my best tournament since the last World Cup, which reaffirms my preference for 50 over cricket and desperate hope that it continues, which I think probably we need India to win to get to keep 50 over cricket really prominent. Um, as far as the outright book's concerned, I just had one bet. I bet India at 3.25. I've got no plans to lay that back, certainly not until the final. Perhaps in that final, if at some point a standalone train comes up, I might lay it back. But otherwise, I'm happy to run it. Okay. Uh, presumably, the job of this pod is to get these pesky 2.0 favourites beaten. Uh, don't give away the game yet, Richard Mann. But how do you stop India? You ask me every time. I'm always the one who's got to try and get India beat. Uh, they, they, As Ed said, they look the outstanding team, don't they? 
I think probably of, of all the semi-final opponents, though, New Zealand might be the team that I wouldn't say they fear most, but have probably got more respect for. India hammered everyone in the group stages. New Zealand were the only side to put them under pressure when they played at Dharamsala. New Zealand got, I think, 270, but they should have got 300 that day. Darrell Mitchell made a good 100, but India pulled it back at the death. And then New Zealand picked up six Indian wickets, uh, and India... Scrambled on with a couple of overs to spare, but that was the first time, well, the only time that they were put under pressure for long periods of time. Now, that doesn't mean to say they're going to win the semi final, but I think they're the one team who, who probably feel that can put it up to India. They beat India in 2019 in the semi final at Cardiff. It was a similar scenario, actually. India had cruised through the group stages, Kiwis had gotten through the back door, um, but they turned them over, and New Zealand now going for a third consecutive uh, World Cup final. So they'll definitely give them a game whether they're good enough to beat India. Only time will tell. Okay. Paul Krishnamurti, uh, India have won nine in a row. Is the punting mindset uh, that the law of averages means they can't keep going, or is that just a beautiful bit of naivety? I think it is naivety, really. I mean, um, sometimes I'm into the law of averages. In situations where you get a lot of close matches, yes, but we aren't seeing that many close matches, and we don't generally have 50 overs. I've, you know, I think I said at the start, I wrote a piece about the form books really standing up in this format more than any other. You know, the last six favourites have won you know, the World Cup. Even when there was a big upset in a final, we still talk about it when India turned over West Indies in 83. Uh, we've only seen 10 to 12 upsets, depending, I'm not 100% sure who we're favouring some games in this tournament, but really among them, only... Afghanistan's victories and Netherlands beating South Africa could be described as big shocks. And then you look specifically at India. The only side that's really given them any sort of game was New Zealand. And even that wasn't that close. It didn't go to the wire. Most other games have been very, very one-sided. Um, and all the reasons that we predicted India at the start and we fancied them have stood up. They're in fantastic form. It's been through the numbers there. They're clearly the best side in it. Um, the back, the top order is in great form. The bowlers are in great form. So, as much as you know, we've got to respect the other sides. They're top class sides. They are big outsiders at this stage. India really are the team to beat. Okay, uh, okay. Thank you very much, Paul Krishnamurti. Analysis for those two semi-finals coming right up in a second. But firstly, just a quick word to remind you that it is Safer Gambling Week. So please check begamblerware.org. And a reminder now from Edward Hawkins about betting safety. Yeah, betting golden rules. We talk about these uh, sporadically, I think, on cricket only better. But as it's uh, safer gambling week, please do uh, don't get involved if the fun has stopped. Uh, something of a cliche these days, but also please don't bet with money that you can't afford to lose. That's an absolute golden rule. Any form of betting, not just cricket. Right, right. Here we go then. Semi-final one sees India take on New Zealand at the Wankhede Stadium in Mumbai, Wednesday, 8.30am start UK time live on Sky Sports. The Betfair Exchange prices have India at 1.37, New Zealand at 3.6. Hawkins, coming back to you for a lowdown, please. Yeah, probable 11s for you. Uh, for the teams will start with India, Rohit, Gill, Kohli, Shreyas, Rahul, uh, Sky, Yadav, Jadeja, Shami, Kuldeep, Bumrah and Siraj. Kiwis, Conway, Ravindra, Williamson, Mitchell, Phillips, Latham, 
Chapman, Santner, Southie, Ferguson, Bolt, Matt Henry, of course, a big miss for the Kiwis, gone home injured. Uh, New Zealand have lost four of the last four in India, and they were all this year. One of those, as Darren Salah, as Richard mentioned earlier, they put up 274 and should have put up more than 300. Um, Van Kady, uh, 350 have been busted in the first innings, three out of four. It looks a real flat one in Mumbai, and I'm going to tee up uh, Paul for late runs, no doubt. Okay. Um, let's go. Richard Mann, do you want to make a case for New Zealand at the odds here? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, for starters, any time New Zealand play in white ball cricket and the, the 3.6 in a match, but they always look a big price, particularly in a World Cup. They've got great World Cup pedigree. Their knockout pedigree is better than India's in the last few tournaments. They're going for the third World Cup final. The UAE T20 World Cup a couple of years ago, they made the final there. I know they didn't get over the line, but when it comes to ICC events and knockout form, they have outdone India um, sort of in the last 10 years. And the other thing is, obviously, that we've said that they've given him a game, uh, Darren Sala, but I actually think the Wankidi could really suit New Zealand better. One of the reasons is spinners played no part here throughout the tournament. I don't think we've had a top bowler cop once at this ground who's been a spin bowler. And in the middle overs, that's been India's thing. They've got an excellent seam attack. We know that as well. But that axis of Jadeja and Kuldeep, I don't think they'll be effective. I mean, even Adam Zampa got hit beat here for Australia against Afghanistan because it does nothing for the spinners. So I think New Zealand will fancy the chances in almost a, a matchup between the pace attacks. India's might still be better, but I think they're better suited here than anywhere else. Um, and at the prices, given the pedigree, all the pressure now on India as well. Don't forget, it's a knockout now. Um, no second chances big pressure on their shoulders. I just think New Zealand are worth a spin either at that price or they're available at 9.0 outright. And I think as a trade, um, if you do think they'll go well, I definitely think you could get your money out either in the match or if you, if you bet just for them to get through and then get out, there'll be 2.6, I would say, for a final against either of those teams, maybe shorter, actually. Lovely. Stuff, Paul, do you agree or disagree? I think Rich makes a really good case and we've put the onus on him once again to try and get India beat here and, you know, I I think that he's right that statistically, historically, New Zealand are a great knockout side, great white ball side. I think also he's right that the Wankhede is probably a better ground for them than any of the others against India. But I'd still say the odds are correct and, as Ed said, New Zealand have lost four out of four in India in a row. Um, one thing in their favour, I guess, is I think there's a toss bias here. I mean, it definitely seems like an advantage batting bowling, batting first. Um, the only time it went wrong was um, Afghanistan against Australia the other day, and they really should have won. It was only a miracle that stopped it being four from four. Um I think that one, another way of looking at the point Rich said about spinners, though, is that New Zealand's best bowler in this tournament has been Mitchell Santner. And I just wonder if he can contain India's batsmen. I just wonder, you know, you're probably going to see very big scores here. And I wonder how you contain India. I would have said the best chance New Zealand have is that Bowl or Lockie Ferguson do something early on. You do get something early on for the pacemen at the Wanky Day. But at the same time, I'd rather be on Shami and Siraj. You know, I'd say that New Zealand have got like a puncher's chance 
but I wouldn't say they're value. Okay. Uh, Richard, what do we do about in play here? Yeah, I'm glad Paul mentioned the toss buys. I think if New Zealand uh, ball second, we've seen at the Wankidi, I know it's flat, but for those 10 overs when when the lights come on, uh, two new balls, it has darted around. And I, th- I actually think that is New Zealand's chance if they get a chance to ball second under lights. But particularly, we know how good he is early on in his spells. Um, and the other one as well, I know I've talked New Zealand up, but one thing they've done throughout this tournament is they've started slowly, even with Ravindra going up top. I think Conway's striking at 100, um, Williamson at three. He ain't going to do anything in a rush. And up against Bumra, I saw a statistic Bummer's dot ball percentage is outrageous. So I can't believe whether they're back first or second. New Zealand will be off, off to a quick start. I'll be playing unders on their 10 over run line. Okay. Uh, Paul Hawkins teed you up for this earlier. Talk to us about innings runs, please. Well, we've said it time and time again in the IPL about the Wanky Day, and it's paying dividends again in this tournament. The boundaries are small here. You do often get something early on for the bowlers. But late runs are an absolute goldmine here. So I'm talking about in, in 50 over cricket, I'm talking about the last 15 overs. We've had four matches. Um, Afghanistan got 126 off the last 15 when Parr was around 110. Uh, South Africa got 186. So it's over 12 and over. South Africa also got 166 in their first match here, so that's 11 and over. And the only failure was actually India against Sri Lanka, but they still got 132 of 15, so nearly nine and over. So I think if you've got wickets in hand, really the sky's the limit here. Um, I think that generally speaking, the par line, if we say there's, let's say India bat first and they're three down, I think that the par line for the last 15 overs would be about 135, 140 runs. Definitely go overs if that's the case. And don't be afraid to go big overs, go 160, 170, because it's definitely possible here. Okay, uh, Hawkins, players, uh, players to follow, players to swerve. Uh, The choice is yours. Yeah, I could make it talk about earlier, didn't I? I said about um, giving you some information on players to swerve. Um, I could make a case for about, uh, well, each of that top five on win rates for India, that just shows how good they've been uh, over the last two years in this format, each of these individuals. But Kohli's boosted to 16-5 to five with Sportsbook, but don't get too excited. That's only half percentage point on our favour on win rate. Uh, Rohit at 3-1, to one, we're getting 4.2 percentage points on uh, win rate. And then there's Gill at 7-2, to is getting the biggest edge of all at 4.5 points. And you got 218, was it 208 against this Kiwi attack this year and 112 in the same series. So it's got a great head to head record. Uh, Conway is boosted to seven to two. He's given us a shade under four points. Uh, Latham is your big swerve, 12.5% win rate. And also looking at his plays, uh, his runs in play uh, because he's been uh, shunted down the order. Um, he's 17-2 at Betfair Sportsbook. Bowler's 53% bolt. Uh, that's his return rate. He's 11-4. And Bumra, um, Richard just mentioned him, 47% he returns. And he is 3-1 to one with Betfair Sportsbook. Okay, Richard Mann, then Paul on, on the players, please. I, th- I think Bolts must bet here for the reasons I've stated above. I think he could like conditions here. He looks to have found his mojo as well. 
three early wickets against Sri Lanka. Um, and his record against India is superb. Uh, 25 wickets from 14 ODIs against India at 26. Good record against them in Test anti 20s I think they were a good fit, that India top order, actually, nipping the ball back into Gill and Rowett. Um, and I'll be backing Darrell Mitchell. Good 100 in the group stages against India. Looks in brilliant form. Sometimes he's not caught Mitchell because the top order has done so much damage for New Zealand. But against this strong Indian seam attack, you'd think it would be a level playing field. I'd happy to go with, with Mitchell. Um, I'll probably, just because I'm, I'm keen on New Zealand, have very small stakes. Mitchell and Ball in the man of the match market as well. Um, I think they'll be the two for me. Okay. Uh, any other? Oh, sorry, Paul. No. So, yeah, I'm looking at bowlers here. I think the batting looks wide open. Uh, very much with Rich there on Trent Bowl. Otherwise, I'd look at like Ferguson, but I'd go for Trimble with 11 to 4. And I think you've got to go with Mohamed Shemi. For me, it's between him and Siraj. Both of them ran through Sri Lanka at the Wanky Day before, but Shemi got five against New Zealand. And, you know, he's superb with a new ball. So three to one about him definitely appeals. Okay. Any other specials to look at, gents? Uh, sixes or fours markets with Sportsbook available? Richard, coming to you first, then Paul. Well, on the bull and bummer axis, for both of them with Sportsbook to get two wickets, that's eight to five, and both to take three wickets, that's nine to two. I know that seems like a stretch, three each, but Bummer's been brilliant so far. Hasn't got the wickets he, he probably deserved, but two left-handers to go up top. Up top, Fantastic bowler to left-handers, and I've already made the case for both. So I think I play three wickets at nine to two for each of those guys. Oh. Well, um, I'm, I'm going to go with the winning margin for India. I'm going to go for them to win by 51 to 60 runs or six wickets, eight to one, and 41 to 50 runs or five wickets, nine to one. Dutch those two. And just to mention the boundaries, the fours and the sixes are very, very high here. Um, the fours line is 51.5 over or under. That's lost three out of the four games. Um, and the sixes line at 18.5 is the highest I've ever seen uh, in this in this format. But it has gone over three out of four times, so I wouldn't go against that one. Okay. Thanks very much, guys. Great stuff. Best bet still to come. But let's have our semi-final special five-point challenger with our friend Hawkins. Yes. If you want to be our five-point challenger, get in touch at Cricket Betting on X. If you make a profit from your five points, you return again and again and again. We've only had uh, a winner three times, uh, three shows in a row, I think, and that's uh, Eddie Rivers. We might get Eddie Rivers back on at some stage. Uh, this time it's at Ravi DR16 on X, formerly known as Twitter, and he says, very simply, all five points on Australia. Okay, thank you very much. The artist currently known as Hawkins. Um, quick game is a good game, as they say. Do the guys agree? Let's find out as we move to our next semi-final, our second semi-final, our final semi-final, you might say. Australia versus South Africa from Eden Gardens on Thursday, 8.30am, live on Sky Sports. Betfair Exchange has Australia 1.8 versus South Africa. All the riches at 2.2. Uh, Hawkins, can you get low down for us, please? Yeah. Warner, Headmarsh, Smith, English, Maxwell, Stoinis, Cummins, Zamba, Hazelwood. Uh, Stark, did I say Stark? Uh, De Kock, Hendricks, Van der Dussen, Markham, Klaassen, Miller, Janssen, Felicaweo, Maharaj, Kutzer, Rabad. I want to get um, Richard's view on that lineup. We think um, South Africa might have hit on a decent lineup right at the last. Temba Bavuma is a doubt, the skipper. It wouldn't be the worst 
thing in the world if he missed out, I suspect. Um, if England can get 337 on this ground, it is surely a road. India made 326 against South Africa and then bowled them out for 83 here. So, uh, dare I say, there are demons all over the place for South Africa in a knockout game here. Paul Krishnamurti, Edward Hawkins mentioned at the top of this very show that South Africa have issues in the chase. Is it all in on Australia batting first here? No, I don't think so. Um, I mean, that is that may well be the case with South Africa, and I do think there is a bat first bias. Um, if you look at the games, the only team that um chasing team one were Pakistan against Bangladesh. Bangladesh massively underscores that doesn't really count. But I'm just not throwing Australia here. I, I suppose they deserve to be favourites. They've got momentum. But I think this is a slow surface at Eden Gardens. Um, and I just wonder if that suits... Um, I wonder if that suits them. You know, I, I'm I'm positive about South Africa. I've been positive about South Africa throughout this. Um, and I wonder if they play two spinners here. You know, this would, the worst Australian performance was at Chennai on a slow pitch. I think that Shamsi would play and he'd put a man on the match performance on that slow pitch at Chennai. Um, at this ground, Keshav Maharaj bowled, um, got considered only 30 of 10 against India. So I think they're suited to it. I think this might be a, just the time, the time that they finally come good in a big tournament, South Africa. And I think, look, this is more of an each of two game than a 1.8 v 2.2. So, I would swerve Australia definitely. I would say though, uh, with South Africa, um, and we said I think we've been in this situation so many times. Talked up South Africa in these types of games, but make sure they make the right decisions. So don't bet before the toss, as Paul said. If they get that line up, then maybe have a go. But there's no guarantee that South Africa do a sense, do something sensible and rational, rational in this game. They might pick a completely bonkers eleven. Um. Richard Mann, before Hawkins got all, all angsty and negative about South Africa, <laughs> what, what were you about to say? Do you share Paul's faith or are you on the Hawkins bandwagon? No, I, look, I, I think I think if South Africa play the best game, which is no guarantee in a knockout match, I do think they'll win the beat Australia in the group stages. They won the last three in that series they, they had before this, so that's four in a row. Um, if South Africa play the best, I think they're too strong for Australia. But Ed's right about team selection. I mean, this this 11 he's put forward here, they've, they've stumbled across that, really. I mean, Ngidi was 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 opening the bowling. Rabada was only bowling first change. Um, I agree with Paul. I could see Shamsi playing, but I do I, personally, I, I'd go with Ed's team. I, I like Philo Akeo in here because I think his cutters could be really handy on slow pitch and just having him at eight this batting lineup's all about power and hitting boundaries and I just feel with six batters and Janssen at seven and then the bowlers they've kind of been a bit timid with a bit more depth hopefully it'll free up the Clarsons and the Millers and the Markhams um, so, so I, I'd stick with Ed's, Ed's team um, Australia for me I think they've had the rub of the green in this tournament. I mean, look, it, it was an extraordinary win against Afghanistan, who traded at the minimum. Uh, Sri Lanka one two five for not against Australia and stumbled to two hundred. That was a missed opportunity. I think I know it should have, would have, could have, but I think England should have chased the runs down against Australia. And Zampa actually got Australia to a score in that game. Things have gone Australia's way. I mean, even the New Zealand game when they got four hundred or three nine nine. Nisham in the last over 
cuffed a full toss from Mitchell Stark that should have gone for six, really, on any other day. I think Australia have, have been pretty fortunate to get through, and I think if South Africa play the best, and you're banking on them doing that, and Australia have been historically so good in knockout cricket, but again, if South Africa play the best, I, I think they're too strong for Australia. Paul Krishnamurti, um, not that you're a one-trick pony, but talk to me about innings runs, please. Um. I'm guessing we've got to guess where the line starts, but I think after England's 337, it's going to start pretty high. And I think in that case, we've got to look at unders, especially as the innings progresses. Um, if you look at the India South Africa game, India only got 107 off the last 15 in that match. Very poor. Um, and if memory serves in that game, they started really quickly. Par rose to about 350, maybe even 360, then ended up with 326. So that would be my play uh, to go unders after the um, after the first 10, maybe. Okay. Uh, any other nuggets before we go to the tops with Hawkins? Uh, Paul, sticking on you. Um, only thing that really strikes me is I think that because I think that the team batting first has an advantage and I think it could be relatively low scoring. I was looking at the winning margin, both sides to win by um, three wickets or 21 to 30 or two wickets and 11 to 20, both sides are 14 to one. That's I think that's probably a little bit of value. So I think all that combines to be back on four, it commands about 11 to four. Okay, uh, Richard Mann. Yeah, I think Janssen, who's had a terrific tournament so far, he's in for a big game here. He bowls brilliantly at left-handers. Um, he, he's done it throughout. I think the game they played against New Zealand, two left-handers, he knocked them both over in the power play. Um, I could I could see Australia's, which is a strength, their opening pair of Head and Warner. I could see them struggling against Janssen. Uh, I think Australia would be off to a poor start. And I probably I might not play unders because Marshall come in and play his way, but I'd be tempted to back over, over 1.5 wickets in the first 10 or 15. I, I definitely think there's early wickets for, for Janssen in particular. Okay, over to the uh, player markets from the Hawkins. Yeah, uh, players to follow. Warner, 29% win rate. He gets 130 to quote uh, with Betfair Sports, but that's boosted. Also, the big old chunk on Steve Smith has drifted right out to 11-2 to two with Sportsbook. He's winning uh, in terms of a 4-1 to one chance the last two years. I don't know quite what they've got um, a downer on Smith. Inglis is a big old swerve. Even at 13-1, to one, he's returning 6.25%. Uh, for the South Africans, Klaassen all day long, 23.7% win rate. He's 5-1 to one with Sportsbook. Uh, the player to avoid is Hendricks, a blob on two years. Uh, records, he's 4-1. to one. Zampa, 11-4, returning 60% of the time. The top Australia bowler. Hazelwood is your swerve at 10-3 to three with Sportsbook. He's just got 16% returns the last two years. The South Africans, we've mentioned him uh, before, Kutzer. They've now got that win uh, return rate up to 67%. He's 100 to 30 and one last time out. Maharaj is your swerve at 7 to 2, just 13% returns in the last two years, which is really surprisingly poor. Paul Krishnamurti. I've got um, Keshav Maharaj kind of getting stairs here. Man of the match, 25 to 1, given how well he bowled here before. 
And likewise, hoping that he plays to have Ray Shanzi at 25 to 1. And for top bat, um, 6 to 1, Aidan Markham just looks too big for me. Murthy versus Hawkins. That is the type of, you know, that's the, the real semi final this week. Um, Richard Mann. Yeah, so many options here. I'm going to go Janssen, man of the match at 18s uh, for the case stated earlier. Um, Adrian Markham and class and top match batsman at 14s and 13 to 1, respectively. I think that's interesting. Both interesting, and obviously, I do favour South Africa. I couldn't put anyone off Zampri. Probably won't make best bets because there's so many to choose from this week, but he's carrying this Australian attack. The Pacers, and when you combine the Pacers' figures, the Starks, Cummings and Hazelwood, they've had a pretty ordinary World Cup, but Zampa's been exceptional. If we're thinking it's going to spin again, Zampa will be a man. Um, won't put anyone off him. Okay. Markram, by the way, sorry, 18% uh, returns top bat, so the 6-1 to one is nice. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. It's, it's your podcast, Hawkins. Just you, you'd say what you want. Um, right. Any other business, fellas? Chris? Yeah. I, I'm just going to say uh, it's an outright trade without abandoning India. I'm just going to say 5.8 about South Africa is a good trade. I'm going to back them at 5.8 and I'm going to just place an order to lay them at 2.5 at some point, hoping, hoping they reach the final and get competitive. Okay, Richard Mann. If we get a New Zealand South Africa final, who's favour? I, I think South Africa got favour. Am I am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll stick with the New Zealand trade then. Okay, um, is that it? Best bets coming up, but for clarity and to crank up the pressure, of course, it's uh, name the finalist time. Richard Mann, then Paul Krishnamurti. I mean, you first, Richard. Uh, do please tell me which teams will meet in the final on Sunday in Ahmedabad. Yeah, obviously South Africa, uh, and I'm I'm just going to be the odd one out and say South Africa against New Zealand. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, India v South Africa. Hawkins. Um, I think um, I think I might tip New Zealand. I might tip them a few a very small state. Um, but head says India, Australia. I think South Africa are gonna I think South Africa are gonna do another special. I really do. I thought they were dreadful against Afghanistan. I've got I've got a real down on them. Russ is so important, isn't he, uh, to that batting lineup because he's the only one who doesn't doesn't fold. Yeah, I just think what'll happen with South Africa, either Bavum or Van der Dusten is just gonna drop anchor. Yeah. Um and they'll I think they'll be too and, and I think they'll be too slow. That I think that's the best they've got. I think they're gonna be dreadful. <laughs> Look at this Hawkins salivating <laughs> at the prospect of a South African implosion. Yeah. No, it's, it's nice to finally get a little bit of debate and this tournament has just just, just we we haven't had this in this tournament, have we? And we're finally here and finally we've got some great matches to talk about. So now I'm off of it. Tournament comes with free Valium. Uh, Richard Mann. The uh, I think we should do a spin-off show, Hawkins on South Africa, every week. <laughs> right. Um, should we get to best bets time then? Richard Mann, I think you've got the honours to go first. Yes, yes. Uh, so I'll kick off then. So I'm going to have one point then. Uh, New Zealand and South Africa doubling those match markets. It pays 6.83 to 1. So I'll have a point on that. Um, sticking with a, a New Zealand India game, I'm going to have a point. Daryl Mitchell, top Kiwi bat at 4 to 1. Uh, half a point, 
Daryl Mitchell, man of the match at 18s, half a point. Trent Bull, man of the match at 18s. And then swinging over to South Africa versus Australia, uh, one point Marco Janssen, man of the match, and then half a unit each. Uh, Adrian Markham, top match batsman at 14s, and half a unit on Henrik Klaassen, top match batsman at 13s. Okay, and Paul Krishnamurti, you have the honour of the last best bets of this World Cup. Okay, so I have 1.5 points, Mohamed Shami, top India bowler for New Zealand. 1.5 points, Trent Bolt, top New Zealand bowler for India. Um, I'll have one point on Aidan Markram to be top South Africa batsman, six to one. And I will um, split a point, half a point each, Tabray Shanzi and Keshav Maharaj, man of the match, 25 to one apiece. Okay, there we go. Thank you very much, fellas. That was Cricket Only Better, episode 220, the World Cup betting hub. We hope you've enjoyed our insight and analysis throughout the tournament. Uh, Don't forget to check betting.betfair for every game previewed in the knockouts by Edward Hawkins. That's at Cricket Betting. If you want to drop him a friendly line on the platform formerly known as Twitter. Um, I've been Sam Collins with Edward Hawkins, Paul Grishnamurti and Richard Mann. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you next week.